Welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And today you may hear the cat yowl at us a little bit, but that's her. We're just going to let her go, I think, and pretend like she's Elvis from My Favorite Murder, Who Wants a Cookie? (laughs) But today we're going to be talking about Christmas controversies, because tis the season for all sorts of arguments. Well, tis the season for controversy. (laughs) If anything, this season should bring out controversy. <laughs> exactly. And disagreement and anger and fight. Forget peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Instead, we're going to bicker over things like Starbucks cups. Well, that's it's, what's important in life. It is, it is. High priority. I know my entire life <laughs> is rocked when the Starbucks cup is not right during the holiday season. And oh, wait. Oh, the Christmas season. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? So, today we're going to talk about four controversies. Hot Jessica's topics. Jessica picked them out. She has her notepad. I do. Mm-hmm. I have like a vague idea of what kind of controversies we're talking about just because I live in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start out with the Rudolph controversy. <laughs> so, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. the claymation. Yes. 1963, I think it was. Something like that. In the 60s. That they made a movie. <laughs> so the controversy is is that Rudolph is problematic because there's homophobia, child abuse, check, <laughs> um, racism, and there's some talk um, that's very similar to that. Yes, check. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, sexism, check. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's checking off all the boxes in the movie. And so somebody put out a a little movie like clipping all these parts together about how Rudolph is problematic and then everybody's getting up in arms because how dare we talk about you know this and like they're saying that liberals are too sensitive about this and we're just a bunch of snowflakes and we're ruining Christmas ruining Christmas so I think that the Huffington Post was the one who did the first article they did the article based on somebody's clipping together the and they weren't sure, they said they weren't sure if it was satire or if it was real. The first movie that was clipped together. So for people who haven't seen Rudolph since they were a kid or they haven't <laughs> seen it at all, like what's it basically about? Like how's it start out and how do they hit on these points? And- so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger was not a part of my regular growing up oh, okay. Christmas, well, then I'll so do it. you should probably do it. <laughs> he was totally part of mine. My- we were too busy watching Fiddle on the Roof and Sound of Music. So you watched Fiddler on the Roof for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Like that close in time together? I, I mean, it was either or. And uh, then, yeah, Sound of Music. a lot of Fiddler. <laughs> Probably both. Like when so, you only have one VHS, I mean. <laughs> so my dad made me a VHS tape with mm-hmm. all the Christmas classics on it that he taped off of TV. Of course, because it was the 90s. Yes. Or early no. 80s. I think he probably made it in like 89 or something mm-hmm. for me. So Rudolph is born to his father, who is Donner, mm-hmm. and his mother, who is called Mrs. Donner. Of course she is, because she can't have her own identity. <laughs> Mrs. Donner. Okay. So either his dad has no first name or 
<laughs> his mom just took his, his mom name. just has absolutely no, no name. name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, so Rudolph is born to these parents and they're like super excited. His dad's like really pumped that he's got a boy. And then he like puts his little head up and he has a little red nose. And then he proceeds to grow up, get severely bullied. There's a point where his mom wants to go out with his dad to do the reindeer work and she can't because he tells her that that's not that's, that's not that's ma- it's man's, man's work, work. It's, it's great good and times. it shows her in the cave with a tear coming out of her little eye <laughs> it's like, i shouldn't laugh um it's so 60 it's so mm-hmm. 60s like but do you but the thing is is that here's the question was it that it was poking fun of all that stuff like, was it poking fun of, like, the, mm-hmm. like, even in the 60s? Because those people who were saying the negative things were not the good people. They were not the good characters. So, no. The mm-hmm. father was kind of verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. The kids at school that were bullying Rudolph and the teacher was not, they were not good mm-hmm. kids. They were not, it was not a good teacher. I think the teacher was also the girlfriend's dad. I'm not sure. I can't what? remember. Yeah. Okay. The, he, there's a little girl who liked Rudolph. Oh, okay. The dad came up and said, you know, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to so have a red nose or so something. S- somehow I flipped that in my head and I thought it was the dad's girlfriend and I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <No. laughs> Rudolph's dad's girl had a girlfriend and a wife? This movie's not problematic. <laughs> there's no problems in this movie. No, Rudolph has a little girl that likes him and her father is very against it because he's got a red nose. So there's some racist undertones. Mm -hmm. Then he meets a friend and his friend is also an outcast, but he's an outcast elf. He wants to be a dentist, right? He wants to be a dentist and he's very effeminate. Mm. And so So they poke a little fun at that. Mm. But the thing is, is the good characters are the ones... Who are getting bullied. Who are getting bullied, who are getting poked fun at, who are different Mm -hmm. and who end up saving the day in the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that they made the main character kind of effeminate and they made Rudolph different. Mm -hmm. Were they just showing kind of how the world was at the time, like how they treated different people Mm -hmm. and then how the different people like overcame that. Right. Or as the conclusion of the video said, deviation from the norm will be punished unless it's exploitable. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Basically, they needed them. And so, and so it was like, oh, okay, well, now you can hang out with us. And, because because we can we exploit really you. your, your uh, talents, but before then, we're just going to mock you. So there's that. So Hermie is only needed when the elves' teeth are rotting out of their heads. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden, they need a dentist. Oh. So the question is, is that people are saying like even trump got into it and tweeted about it of course it, uh, like how liberals are ruining christmas and liberalism is a disease and and how people are too sensitive but i'd like to just turn this on its head a little bit first of all i'd like to say pointing out that something's problematic doesn't prevent you from enjoying it or doesn't prevent you from like acknowledging work like the history that it came from reading a book that was written in like 1700s you know the history like that was there you know that women weren't considered equal you know that slavery exists but it could be a really well written book and you could still enjoy could it. still enjoy it but you're not going to say slavery is cool and it's okay you're just going to say this was written when slavery existed and it was written during a different time it's a well written book but i'm not going to say slavery is okay 
Like, and just like in Rudolph, you can't say bowling's okay and making fun of gay people's okay. You can say those things existed in the 60s. Glad we're not living in that. Glad we've come so far. I still enjoy this movie. Yeah. And it's perfectly okay to not let your kids watch that. Well, and I also want to know, who's the sensitive person that if you're letting someone else ruin something for you? Well, here's the thing. Who's the strong person in that situation? (laughs) Because I don't think that anyone can ruin Christmas for you unless you allow them to ruin it for you. Yeah. So so, you have control over that. And the thing is with this is that they were really saying that liberals were too sensitive. But let's bring up Starbucks cups. Oh my goodness. Sensitivity at its max. Like, and in that case, I would say liberals were saying that conservatives were too sensitive. Um, bunch of snowflakes, them. Because people flipped out about the design of the Starbucks cup starting in 2000, I believe, 15, when the red and green Starbucks cup, it was a solid red with a green logo, Starbucks holiday cup came out and it didn't say Merry Christmas, so therefore it was evil. It was huge. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it went on far too long. Yeah. It was just, I mean, like, come on. Nobody, like, sits there and throws a fit about, like, red wrapping paper. Or it just was dumb. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then there was... You're definitely judging that one. Sorry. <laughs> and then there was the Starbucks Cup in 2016, which had... A hundred people drawn with a one continuous stroke, and it was a symbol of unity. I thought it was really cool. It was really cool. It was a cool art piece. But it was apparently an attack on Christian values because Christians don't value unity. I don't know. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure, like, there's, like, hems about unity. But why and... did they think it was an attack? I don't know. Anyway, they said a very verbal group of conservatives claiming the cups are an attack on Christian values. Political so this brings it all to probably saying Merry Christmas. Okay. And Jesus then, is the reason for the season. And then there was the 2017 Holiday Cup. And that one was red and green with gifts in snow and Christmas trees, even Christmas trees on them. But there was a pair of hands holding each other and it, it was ambiguous what was the sex of those hands because they're little cartoon hands <laughs> so the hands were apparently gay and it was uh, starbucks pushing the gay i'm gonna put this in air quotes agenda <laughs> because they're little cartoon hands and it wasn't obvious what the gender of the hands are and i feel like if you look at hands and just life it's not always so obvious what the gender of hands are Anyway. But hand-holding doesn't have to be anything. anything other than, like... You could hold, hold hands with your parents. Exactly. You could hand, hold oh. hands with your sister. And you this was not, like, intertwined fingers, either. They were just, like, gently, like, holding hands. Huh. Yeah. So, then the... Uh, so, I haven't heard anything about Starbucks cups this year. 2018. I'm living, oh, I'm living in a hole. <laughs> they just did a Holly-esque with mint green and red and a Stargile. And so far, it's gone without controversy because apparently holly is okay (laughs) (laughs) well i think people are getting so just everyone has to have some sort of outrage Mm -hmm. so outrage is the thing so i think if conservatives can be outraged about the color of a cup or what's on a cup Mm -hmm. then liberals can be outraged at conservatives for being outraged Mm mm-hmm 
And then if liberals are outraged about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, then conservatives can be outraged about liberals being outraged. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think everyone's just taking turns being outraged and then, at Christmas, which, like we said, is a time it's for... It's what it's all about. It is. Outrage. Uh, and there's <laughs> Controversy. The, 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 the hottest of the topics, which is ridiculous, because... Honestly, we had this, me and you had this conversation because somebody posted it in a blog at least three years ago, at the minimum three Mm. years ago, which was, baby, it's cold outside. And we talked about it. Yes, we did. And about how... We had lots of talks about We had lots of conversations about it. I think the first conversation we had was, have you ever listened to the words of that song? Mm -hmm. And we were like, hmm. That's interesting because if you take it in today's lens... That song is super rapey. It is really rapey. If you you look at it through the whole Cosby incident, it's horrifying. (laughs) Of course, it was written way before Cosby, and it was written in 1944, so like in the middle of World War II, and like it was in a movie, in a musical, and there was... And it's considered a holiday song, Mm -hmm. and yet not one time do they talk about... God or Christ holidays. or Merry Christmas. Nothing about It's weird the that, that it would be such a good hit with people and it has nothing about Merry Christmas or Jesus. Anyway, beside that, <laughs> it like plays on this couple and she's saying that she has to go even though clearly she wants to stay and he's like begging her not to go. But the problem is that basically that was the trope that people had to play the woman had to say no because she had no sexual agency no sex drive she couldn't say yes because then she would be looked at as slut she would have all the people judging her in the neighborhood and he would be her his pride would be hurt if she like rejected him so they had to do this like fancy dancy game of her saying no 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 and him saying yes 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 and like him not actually taking it as an answer because it wasn't an answer and that's where things get super confused and where consent gets super confused because people who are raised that way say oh no doesn't really mean no because back then there was no yes there was no saying yes because this if is she what said I, yes she, she would, would be a slut yes yeah um, so that's where it's super problematic it's completely i also feel as if what's in this drink mm-hmm. is a problematic but i don't necessarily think Think well, that they no. were they weren't writing. I don't think it, like it was that. like he was drugging her. No, I think he was like putting, putting alcohol, alcohol in, in her drink. Yeah, and yeah. she knew that he was putting alcohol in in the drink, and, but and it was, it was like, like a almost play. like using mm-hmm. it, like say what's in this drink. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling mm-hmm. the effects of the drink. Right. Yeah, but now with people using drinks to drug people and rape people it sounds super rapey and then also the fact that he's not taking no for an answer straightforwardly it sounds super rapey because women thank goodness because of feminism have the right to say yes and no and thank goodness for that and we can call out those problems and still understand what it was written and still understand the time that was written for, and still understand that it was like a playful thing, not meant to be a rapey song, but still say that it's problematic. Yeah. I also also want to point out that everyone's like, it was a more innocent time, you know, this stuff didn't happen. No, girls got drugged (laughs) and raped back then. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, it wasn't highly publicized, Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't... You couldn't talk about it, you couldn't report it really even. 
Yeah, it's not like they were just blatantly saying drug women and mm-hmm. rape them. That's I don't think mm-hmm. that that was yeah. the intention behind the song. And I think intention means a lot. And I think you can learn from history a lot mm-hmm. and look at it as a historical song. And, I mean, I must admit, it's one of my favorite songs. But I really enjoy when she and him sing it. Right, because they switch the gender roles. They switch the gender. Which, which makes it... Like, a little more playful. And and it also <laughs> makes it, you also think about it differently. You're like, wait, what? And it just switches it in your brain a little bit. But also, I'd like to say that there is a lot of people who say, oh, you need to consider the time that this song was written in and the culture that, it's this, all okay. th- that this song was written in. And I would say that those same people say that you don't need to consider the time or culture that the Bible was written in at all. And that was 2,000 years ago. Oh, yes. So they, they won't look at the culture of when something was written mm-hmm. down in the Bible. Right. And they're like, no, you have to take that black and white. You can't consider the culture. You can't consider what kind of a patriarchal culture that was written in. You have to consider just black and white, just exactly what is on the, you know, the letters on the book. But with the song, you can consider the culture and the time, which I would argue both. You have to consider the culture and the time, and both you can say, well, this is, thank goodness, not how we do things anymore. Yeah. Then there's also the, the finale of Christmas controversies. The, the longest-running <laughs> Controversy outrage. of all of them. And in fact, the, today, this morning, had, there was a Christmas song on the radio that I just despised. So I flipped the channel on the next channel over. Some guy was talking and he was like, and they just don't allow us. In the 90s, they, they allowed us to say Merry Christmas. And nowadays, nobody allows us to say that anymore. And I'm like, flip, mm, next channel. <laughs> I'm like, who's not allowing you to say this? Also, I remember this being a controversy in the freaking 90s, too. It's not changed. Well, it was, a big, <laughs> it was a big controversy because kids, there was something Xmas in the 90s. They were like oh, yeah. freaking out because people are saying happy Xmas, Xmas. or writing Xmas. Mm-hmm. Which that ended up being like a Christian symbol. Mm-hmm. Because X was a, a symbol for Christ anyway. The thing is, I want I want examples of when someone says you cannot say they that. Can't say it. Yeah, people can say it all they want, and in fact, I've been wished Merry Christmas several times this year at the grocery store, and I think that people can wish people Merry Christmas, and it's not going to be a problem. I would also say that there is a lot of people in the local community and in the world who are not Christian and so that they celebrate other holidays. There's a lot of different holidays in November and December and January. Just even if you are an American, there's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Those are all big holidays and you can just say happy holidays and it will cover all of them. <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's, that's not what it's about, Jessica. Yeah, apparently not. Well, it's I, not the reason for the season. And then the thing is, like, you know, I've got a Jewish friend, and she says, I hope you have a happy holiday. And I tell her that I hope she has a happy holiday, too, because, you know, her holiday is Hanukkah, and my holiday is Christmas, and we have different holidays, and I sincerely wish that, you know, she has a good one. And she sincerely wishes I have a good one. And it's okay. <laughs> well, I think that what people are getting mad about is that sometimes they don't get answered back. Oh, somebody doesn't say Merry Christmas back? Well, maybe that person's not a Christian. That's the problem. <laughs> because diversity is, you know, not acceptable. But, yeah, so it's just, 
And the other thing is, is that calling it persecution is ridiculous because somebody wishing you happy holidays is not persecution. That is somebody actually wishing you joy and like goodness, not persecuting you, which is like hurting you. <laughs> I think the persecution gets a little out of hand. <laughs> Just because you're not experiencing as much privilege as you used to does not mean you're being persecuted. Yeah. Someone gaining privilege. Somebody basically becoming more equal to you. Doesn't mean you're losing what Mm -hmm. you had. It's not pie. No. (laughs) It's equal. Yeah. You're not losing anything by somebody else gaining something. So people need to be mindful of other people's holidays, that not everybody celebrates the way that you do, and that's okay. Not everybody has to celebrate the way that you do. And bullying is wrong. (laughs) And you can watch something where someone's getting bullied And because you're watching it doesn't mean that you're accepting of bullying Mm -hmm. and also means that you can look at it and say it's wrong. Yeah. And And you can enjoy a song and say, I'm sure glad that we don't live in that society anymore and thank second wave feminism that we don't. So have we judged the heck out of that? I think so. (laughs) Okay. So for our ethical businesses this week, we added a lot of S's on that. We have a shout out to Beeman's from one of our listeners. Beeman's is a local gift and they have a bike shop and just a kind of a variety uh, store. They have art supplies, they have kitchenware, they've got cards and gifts. Shout out to them. Then also we had another listener say don't forget the sole proprietors and to purchase gift certificates from them for services And rather than going to big chain places. So for like massages, hair, estheticians. There you go. (laughs) I can never say that word. (laughs) Try to go to a small business that's owned by a single person. So we'd like to shout out Joshua Veldstra Photography. (laughs) He was voted best in Alaska for the second year. And we're going to shout out Angie Leith, massage therapist. She's out of the Seattle area, and she's an amazing massage therapist. Yeah, and we featured her on our episode, our most popular episode, Angie the Atheist. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call her that. (laughs) So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And and we're we're judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip King. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstrom. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries@outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at Patreon.com. 